out on the road Waiting for a new episode We've been thinking of you Just what you need Oh yeah, yeah Now that the show's underway I guess we can call it a day You're ready for Howdy, everyone. Pull up a chair, kick up your boots, take a sip on a nice, cold sarsaparilla. Sarsaparilla? What? Well, I would write it down, but I don't figure you could read it. Sony pop. It's the Bowfinger Minute Podcast. Welcome back. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts are examining the 1999 Frank Oz-directed comedy Bowfinger, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm your host, Robert Smith, coming to you from beautiful Tombstone. Yes, that one. I'll be your host for this minute of the movie. You may know me from my own little show. Perhaps not. Uh, it's called Support Your Local Podcast. Definitely check us out if you're interested. Today, we're going to take a look at minute 77. We begin with our beautiful starlet firing up the getaway car and end with a winding road on a dark, dark night. Before we get there, I do want to take a moment and bring a little bit of the Support Your Local Podcast flavor to the show where I take a bit of a deep dive into one of the key members of the movie, the the movers and shakers, if you will. I'm super excited to do this on this movie because uh, we've got some really heavy hitters gathered around. And so without further ado, let's jump into a little segment I like to call Remember the Name. That's about all I'm going to do the rest of my life is go around remembering your name. And welcome to Remember the Name, the uh, segment of the show where I like to just take a nice little deep dive into one of the the cast or crew of the movie, uh, one of the movers or shakers, if you will. Just take a look at where they've been, where they're going, where they're going to be after this movie, and hopefully give you a kind of a, a, a list of things that, you know, if you've not seen them in, perhaps you could check them out. You know, hey, I like them in this. Let's, let's check out this as well. So uh, today, one of my, this, you know, full disclosure in doing the the remember the names in my first season on my show support your local podcast um i was kind of stuck with just a, a few people so you know like bruce dern and, and james garner um, those guys and then a lot of bit character actors of the 60s um so i was kind of stuck with that where you know people uh, that aren't 50 or 60 aren't going to know who they are super excited to be able to do this movie because there again are some heavy hitters uh, today doesn't get much bigger. There's maybe one guy in this movie that's bigger, um, and, but this is today, Mr. Steve Martin. Um, definitely, you know, got to start out with his stand-up uh, comedy. Uh, if you you're either going to love Steve Martin or you're going to hate him, and the people that hate him, you're not paying attention to his comedy or thinking how many different layers the comedy is actually hitting you on. But uh, 
got his rise to fame really hitting some of the variety shows like the Smothers Brothers, Caribou Net, things like that. But 1976, he jumps onto SNL as one of the original cast and uh, hits, you know, several very, very memorable skits like the King Tut skit, the Wild and Crazy Guys with Dan Aykroyd. Um, Gets into movies. Uh, First big breakout is going to be 1979 with The Jerk. Um, somebody's angry at these cans. I don't know why. Uh, I did not discover the jerk until much later in life when I was going back because I didn't really like the older 70s, 80s type stuff. Um, Little did I know uh, just how fortunate we are to have that comedy compared to the stuff that we have nowadays. Um, 1983, we have Man with Two Brains. 1986, we have Three Amigos, which, full disclosure, I, at that time, did not really care for Steve Martin um, and I say at that time, but like in discovering Steve Martin, you know, 1986, I was four. So of course I didn't like Steve Martin, but just even until recently, I didn't really care for Steve Martin movies. I didn't really care for Chevy Chase movies and I didn't really care for Martin Short movies. Um, but somehow three amigos, you put these three people together and it's actually gold. Um, I've come to love Steve Martin movies. I've come to accept most, uh, Chevy Chase movies and, um, I'm sorry, Martin Short, I, I still don't like you. Um, but yeah, that would have probably been the first movie as I got a little bit older that I would have seen of him. Uh, also 1986, Little Shop of Horrors, 1987, Planes, Trains and Automobiles, I'm sure it's an awesome movie. So many people rave about this. I know I have some friends listening to this that are going to probably disown me. I, I it's okay. I like it. It's 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 a movie. Not it's not something I watch on loop like most people, but uh, gotta love some John Candy. 1988, uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. 1989, Parenthood, a movie that I didn't know existed and hadn't discovered until I got with my wife. Um, this was one that she introduced me to because it's one of the ones that she actually liked. Great cast, great movie. Um, if you've not watched Parenthood, go back and watch it, especially if you're now a parent. Um, that movie hits home on, on more than one front. Um, 1991, L.A. Story, uh, also Father of the Bride. So this is probably the movie that I first knew who Steve Martin was in. So I may have caught a rerun of an old SNL sketch, but Father of the Bride is definitely something that my parents watched. I remember them renting it. I remember us seeing it on H- the, one of the free months of HBO um, and loved that movie, even loved it as a kid. So I would have been nine-ish when this came out. Um, but that's where I would have seen, oh, that's that's this guy. I need to watch that guy. And then have gone back and watched since then. Uh, 1995, Father of the Bride Part Two. Um, 1999, we are where we're at right now, playing Bowfinger, uh, the titular character in in the movie Bowfinger. Uh, 03, Cheaper by the Dozen. Uh, 06, he takes over the Peter Sellers role of Inspector Clouseau and the Pink Panther and starts that series uh, as well. For better, for worse, um, I was never a big Pink Panther fan to start with, uh, with the Peter Sellers. I like Peter Sellers, but I did not like those movies. Um... But his are, they're good. Uh, they're, they're worth definitely a watch. I think they get a little bit more hate than they probably should. But um, yes, I don't need to, to rave on and on about Steve Martin. You guys know who he is. Uh, definitely check him out. But this has been Remember the Name. You tell him I remember his name. And we're back. We begin our moment finding out that, in fact, the, the car was not for an intended quickie, much to probably Eddie Murphy's chagrin. But it is, in fact, an escape from our now assumedly godnadless policeman. 
uh, Heather Graham's Daisy tells Kit to get in the car and that they have to stop the alien antenna. And Kit definitely looks befuddled here. And it's, it's much better than the look of horror and shock that he had in our previous moment. I have to wonder if he's still getting the the blood back up to his head from the albeit brief embrace and uh, mention of some some other things he just received from the beautiful uh, Daisy. He does still have the the wherewithal to understand that whatever this alien antenna is, they had better hurry if they're going to stop it. And I, I joked in our previous episode about the accent that Heather is trying to put on for her role. And I'm not entirely sure if it's meant to be German or Russian, um, somewhere over in that area of the world. But every time I hear it, I can't help to think of it as just a lesser version of Terry Garr in Young Frankenstein. Um, and let's let's just put this out there: Heather Graham, the 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 living, breathing, real actress, not not Daisy, the character that she's portraying. I'm sure that she can do very good accents. And I know that this is meant to be a horrible one. I, I, I get that. And it, it works. 100% it works. I have heard uh, that it's very difficult as an actor to portray someone doing bad acting. And if that's the case, she is an amazing actor because she's really laying it on thick as being a bad one in this movie. I have to give her props to that. Um they they peel out and they're off to stop whatever antenna this may be. Kit still does not seem to be as flustered at being essentially kidnapped as you you would think he is, um, given some of the, the harder persona that he portrayed earlier in the movie. So maybe his mental situation is not entirely as strong as it needs to be. And in fact, he looks almost relieved and happy at this moment, perhaps because he's finally being with someone who also knows of the alien conspiracy surrounding him. He's getting that validation. But we see the camera crew on top of their bucket truck and they're camouflaged with tree limbs and they're, they're following the car, making sure not to lose any potential footage. And it, I have to admit, it does play for a pretty good laugh. The, the observatory must have been a, a ways away because we soon see the truck pulling into the driveway of it, and it's now nighttime. Uh, you know, it's kind of like in Casino, where Robert De Niro blows up in a car in broad daylight, and by the time the ambulance is pulling him in, it's 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 almost midnight. So uh, apparently, it's it's a long drive from uh, the, to, to the observatory. the The crew they they hop out and begin to scramble for their next shot setup. And when I see this, I wonder if they are arriving first then presumably they had to have gone ahead of the, the two in the car, Daisy, Daisy and Kit. And at what point did they decide that they have enough film to, uh, excuse me, that they have enough film of them driving on the highway? And also, was the plan that we should drive Kit uh, around a little bit and give the others time to get to the observatory and set up? You know, is is Daisy giving giving him the scenic route? Previous episode, is she giving him the scenic route? But, uh, or, and, and, and this is my favorite plan or, or, or thought, was there the moment when Bowfinger decided that they had enough coverage 
and the truck had to speed up and pass the car to get there first? And if so, did Kit at some point see this bucket truck covered in trees and presumably a crew of of people up there still in the bucket go driving past them? And does that warrant a conversation from Daisy of, oh, that must be the aliens. They're, they're on to us. They're, they're speeding up to get to their headquarters. I, I, I just, I, I kind of want to see that, that part in, in the movie. Uh, also, as we did see the, the, the transition from day to night that I said, and that passage of time, what was this car ride like? I, I assume that Kit has some questions for her. I mean, She's probably not just throwing lines of dialogue from a script at him because she would know that they're not picking up any of that audio. And as we said before, at some point, there's not even a camera rolling because they've gone up ahead. So is she left like having to make up the rest of this backstory and telling it to Kit? Perhaps she isn't the shy, all shucks, albeit promiscuous to the top, small town girl after all. You know, perhaps she really does have some some acting chops. This time, I, I mean Daisy, the character. As as we see the crew scrambling inside, I, I see Christine Baranski carrying a box, and and she plays the 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 uh, character of Carol, and she's running in the opposite direction. And stay tuned to find out what exactly is in the box. Q, you know, what's in the box from, from seven. I know you're all thinking it. We were all there, but seeing her brings a, a little bit of a smile to my face because as those of you who listened to, to my, my podcast and, and heard my, my exit, uh, my, uh, Christmas episodes that we just did, you know, that she is one of the actresses in Jim Carrey's version of how the Grinch stole Christmas. And I think she is truly a very attractive actress, especially so in this movie. I think she looks just downright beautiful. But um, for those in the know, I am very thankful for her covering those collarbones. We we see the crew setting up the camera inside a, a security surveillance room. And I have to wonder what's what's kind of going on there. You know, are they perhaps they're they're going to lift a page from Sliver? You know, maybe we will see that scene between uh, Daisy and Kit. Who knows? But uh, we do finish our minute seeing the the car now killing the brake pads going down this winding road. You can hear the screeching nonstop, and we hear the the German question mark German uh, accent of her telling Kit of her need for love. And, you know, hey, perhaps we she did spend the entire trip keeping him um, <clears throat> occupied. But uh, we'll see. So going out, what's in the box? What's in the box? Had to do it, sorry. What is that accent? Is, is the car not the only old-fashioned going on? Find out this and more when we return for minute 78. If you, you like what you hear, folks, uh, please take a moment and check out the little show I do. It's Support Your Local Podcast, and it is available on all of your, your favorite platforms. Um, even if you don't like what you hear, it's cool. You may ask, where can you find the Bowfinger Podcast? Well, good for you. You're actually listening to it right now. But uh, hopefully by close to 80 minutes, you've, you've got that all sorted out. Maybe someone's just starting with me. If so, again, hi, Mom. 
But uh, seriously, if you if you haven't been listening up to now, please check out the Bowfinger Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or they have a main website, bowfingerminute.com. If you have time and we're talking literally seconds and it's absolutely free, uh, we would love it if you would please like and subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Uh, don't let my episodes skew your ratings. Give them, give them the good rating, guys. They, they deserve it. If you are on social media and want to check out more, uh, definitely check out Welcome to Mindhead, the Bowfinger Minute Listener Center on Facebook. And we are also on Twitter at Bowfinger Minute. Uh, until next time, folks, uh, please, please, please take care. Uh, I appreciate your time. But remember, keep it together. Keep it together. Keep it together. Keep it together, children. I hope that we'll see you again. Cause there's always one more Show. One more show.